At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach with me, Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and Ann Kennedy, author of Global Search Engine Marketing. And together, we're serial entrepreneurs. We help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. And you can find out more about us at outlinesventure.com. So today, we're going to be talking about making hard decisions. Um, we've got some advice from a magnificent article, which we will put into our Facebook page. So head over to facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast and take a look at this article. This article concerning making some hard decisions is advice from a former CIA director. Uh, he was quoted in Fast Company, and the article was by Stephanie Vaza. So look at our Facebook page at Facebook dot com slash CEO coach podcast and you'll see this article. I think I want to kind of open this conversation and because we you know with you because we had this conversation with Sarah Bird around how she makes decisions that moves Moz forward. This was just last week, right? So that, that's um, right. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of fresh in my mind and what I'm thinking is she talked about the organizational structure she put in place so that decisions are not being made kind of from the top in the blind and that there really is a line of communication that goes from all people at Moz to the top without the insanity of trying to say, you know, one vote, one person type stuff. It's not, 
you don't want to listen to the cacophony, so there must be an order. It's almost like the caucus system we have in the United States that brings votes together. And there are some communities that still have caucus systems. You know, a group of people get together of neighbors, right, and they send a representative to the next level, and they send the representative and so on. And it's how you get somebody elected, because not everybody could vote at a time when the Internet didn't have, you know, wasn't here, when you couldn't mail in ballots, when you couldn't go even to polling systems that had been set up all over a massive country. So that concept of sending a representative from pod to pod, up the ladder, to get to the final piece, is like playing a game of telephone. That's what Sarah talked about. That was the organizational structure, how she got it together so that you didn't end up with mixed messages. You really got what everybody needed when you had to make the decision at the top. I think what we want to talk about today is, okay, you've got all your information. All your caucuses showed up. Now what? You still have to make that decision as a CEO. Honestly, Jillian, most of us don't have to uh, find and dispatch terrorists in our day-to-day lives. Don't you think the decisions we have to make do carry weight and consequences when we manage companies? Mm Because we're responsible for the livelihood of of those who work for us, and not to mention our our stakeholders and shareholders as well. I mean, I felt this keenly when I, when I owned the agency, and I'm sure you did when in your work. Absolutely, and I know every CEO I talk to carries that weight. And when I talk about this concept of shouldering the mantle of the CEO, I talk about that. There is that weight of all these people who work for you. So it is up to you. That final decision lies on your shoulders, whether we like to think of, oh, it's a triumvirate, we all have equal decisions, uh, gee, there's a group of us. Nonsense. In the end, the buck stops here. So we'd like to kind of get on with it, with the weight of the decisions you're going to make in your company and how you make those hard decisions. So compounding the problem often is the glut of data. You know, we live in a world awash with data. We can have the most minute amounts of data, and in fact, we can have torrents of it. How do we sort through the data for the right points? So the advice that we're going to talk about today comes from Philip Mudd, former deputy director of the CIA's Counterterrorist Center, and he developed a system for analyzing complex data. Lord knows he had plenty of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and this, this complex data leads to this analysis paralysis, which is why I think we should be focusing so, diff- you know, so intensely on it. If you're a CEO, you're not likely to have that problem unless you're of that kind of engineering mindset. And the engineering mindset is to tinker with things, as you know, right? Oh, yeah. You're right. Marketing is always saying, just ship it, just ship it. Engineering is saying, it's not perfect, it's not perfect, right? And somehow in between, the mindset of either side ends up being the CEO. So you can end up with this analysis paralysis problem, even at a board level where a number of people are trying to crunch through it. So listen up tight. What have you got, Anne? What are the five steps well, here? Well, he steps? actually wrote a book about it. Um, it yep. came out in April called The Head Game, High Efficiency Analytic Decision Making and the Art of Solving Complex Problems Quickly. If that doesn't say it all, I don't know what does. It, this uh, we'll, should be a bestseller, right? Yes. <laughs> and we will put that link on our Facebook page as well to uh, where you can find that book. But he breaks it into five steps which we will go into in depth in the second segment, but here are the five steps. One, find the real question. Two, identify your drivers. Three, decide on your metrics. Wow, you know, metrics is like where it's at, right? Right. Four, collect the data. And five, and this is my favorite one, look for what's missing. 
And these, I think, are things that startups can learn from and CEOs can learn from. And especially that looks for what, what's missing. It reminds me of the SAT tests, you know, what doesn't mm-hmm. belong. Um, One of these you know, things is not like the other. That's right. <laughs> and, and he points out that the, um, not all decisions are life and death, but all decisions are major. And I just want to say that over and over again, when we talk to people about leadership, what we hear is that good leaders are decisive. And so the whole idea of being able to, at least with some level of confidence and comfort, make decisions is a key component of being an effective CEO. I would agree. And effective CEOs are decisive. There are other people who are decisive who are not effective CEOs. So all A's equal B does not mean all B's equal A. And I want to kind of counsel everybody who's listening to this. We're going to dig into this in a moment. However, the last piece around putting this in perspective, right? These five things, you can go back and, you know, play this tape again kind of thing and and write them down and so on. That's great. Um, But I would urge you to think how they apply to your business and to know that if this roadmap works for you, you do become better at it over time. Give it a shot and run about six or seven decisions through it. Run silly ones through it as well as weighty ones and see whether the process works. You will modulate it ever so slightly to fit. And once you have a process, you become decisive in positive ways. Being decisive is making a decision, making a wise decision based on serious um, you know, information and judging it by the metrics that matter makes a good decision. Two different things. And clearly, two different things. And the um, being uh, decisive and making the right decisions, the next step, of course, is living with those decisions. So we really want them to be the right decisions. And I keep coming around to the whole idea of what you just outlined was test, you know, as you say, test the process on some lightweight decisions, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that don't have a high risk to your organization. And that's what we say is always be testing, right? Completely, right. That's- so um, again, before we dive into the first one, which is finding the real questions, I would say, Um, listen to the segment with Sarah Bird. She has come up with excellent processes to get the information you require and to get these kinds of questions, by the way, um, by communicating in an organized fashion all the way down the line. It's easy when you have two founders to discuss things. It is more difficult when you have 200 people and you have to sort out really where that information comes from. There's an old story, before we break here, there's an old story about um, who has the information in your company. And it's about a restaurant. And that question asked there would be, is the recipe for peas any good? And the first question you should be asking yourself is, well, who would know? Who has that answer? And the answer in this little old silly story is the busboy. It is not the maitre d' who seats you. It is not the person who takes reservations. It's not your waiter even who serves the plates. It's the busboy because the busboy scrapes the peas off that plate every single day from every diner. Nobody likes it. Nobody eats it. And nobody asks the busboy. (laughs) Right. Ask the busboy. So we're going to take a break now and we'll be back um, to take a deeper dive into these five steps of decision making. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. 
Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with my partner, Ann Kennedy. Welcome back, Ann. Hi, Jillian. Hi. Together, we're talking about how to make decisions. You're going to find good stuff at our Facebook page. Let's get on with it. This is the meat of it. There are five pieces you pointed out, and at the first segment, as we kind of laid the foundation for hows, whys, and whats. The first one is finding out what the real question is. So uh, think about that. Where, where are we going to head on this? Well, finding the real question. Um, focusing on better questions y- yields better answers, right? Okay. okay. Duh. Doesn't everybody know that? Apparently not. Uh, according to Mud, we typically overinvest our, ourselves in analyzing data, jumping right to the data and conclusions while underinvesting in thinking about exactly what it is we want to know. Kind of like uh, in my marketing days, the way people would jump straight to the tactics before they thought about the strategies. So you find the right question by looking backwards. You start with what you're trying to achieve and work your way back from there. And Mud says the right question will emerge. I totally agree. And um, when I think about how to apply this um, very clearly to any CEO's uh, situation, I often say follow the money backwards. People are very often worried about how do I make this pitch? How do I find that customer? How do I, you know, close this deal? Whatever it is, I go, well, follow the money backwards. What you want to do is put money in your bank. Now the question is, how would you do that? Well, I could sell. Yeah, what could you sell? You could sell what you think you're selling right today, or maybe you should be looking at the broader sense of your IP assets and attributes, not just of yourself, but of all of your team members. What else do you have the ability to do? And look at what the customer wants. 
So you're saying, well, we could sell this, but the customer actually wants that. Aha, uh-huh, we're going to have to go build what the customer wants. Okay, then you keep running backwards. But I often say, well, look what went right when you did put money in the bank. There is some money in the bank. Somebody said yes to something. What happened along that way? Now replicate it. So what's the real question? Do we want to replicate money that's already shown up? Or have we never made a sale and we want to figure out how to make the first one? We better find out what a customer wants. Right? Now, they want what, whatever it is they need and they want it for free. Right? But somewhere between that and a million bucks is probably you know, the answer and we can all settle on it. Ask those right questions. So that's what I'm talking about when I say, <clears throat> you know, follow the money backwards. And I think, Anne, you were right on target. What's next? Oh, yeah. What's next? Identify your drivers. And these aren't the people sitting in the cars. Um, oh, sure. What, yeah, what's a driver? I, I had to struggle a little bit with this one to understand what Philip Mudd was getting at. But basically, it's breaking down complex information by sorting it into buckets and of topics, if you will, so that when you have a lot of information coming in, you bef- before you really get into analyzing it and testing it, you sort it into the buckets because that makes it manageable. Uh, segmented, if you will. Um, okay. And, so and, does but, that often wait? Does that often equate to um, who are the stakeholders? It could. It could also equate to activities. The example he uses regard to terrorists is there are a number of things. There are locations. There are biographies. There are different leaders, different cells, so that they break it down that way instead of just taking in the mass of information all at once because it becomes unmanageable for our brains to process. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So a driver could be defined as a person who is involved, who has a stake in it. It could be defined by, um, uh, I guess, outside issues, issues of geography, weather, etc. if you're doing tactical warfare. But perhaps it also has to do with it if you're doing, I don't know, shipping information or the strategic placement of salespeople and so on. What are the drivers? These are the things that will either increase your costs, decrease your costs, increase your chance of success, or decrease your chance of success. Absolutely. Okay. And and this is just a way to manage data, and Philip Mudd uh, recommends keeping it to fewer than 10 um, so that you can control your information. It's also possible to get far too segmented, and then it's hard to relate pieces of information back together to make an effective decision. Okay. So identifying drivers is really an offshoot of asking those better questions. The questions in, uh, when you are getting your drivers together is what increases our chance of success or decreases it and what increases our costs or decreases it. You're beginning to see a process here? Yeah, I'm liking the process. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's so why that, we're talking about it. We're fans you of got mud. it. We are fans of mud. I don't know. That sounds funny, but never mind. It does. Um, <laughs> so the next step in the process is very logical. Determine your metrics. Mm-hmm. How many times do we talk about this, determining the metrics and the right well, metrics? About 10 times a day. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, because it's what we do. Unmeasured information is practically useful, useless. <laughs> because it, practi- no, you practically were, useful. You were right. It's practically useful, but not really. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, because you need a context, you need a, a continuum, you need to know where it sits in the reality of the world around it. And so, Picking out your metrics that will define that is actually a very important next step before you go any farther, before you even collect your data. You know what a vacuum is, right? 
a vacuum yeah. is empty nothingness. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so don't leave your data, your decision making in a vacuum. That that makes totally no sense. totally makes sense. So again, going back to that, ask better questions. Right? You want to ask better questions around your um, metrics. Metrics could be defined as. Um, the uh, piece of information that will tell you, or number, right, that tells you whether or not you succeeded. Did this work or not? We talk about things like interim conversions in marketing. You know, how many Facebook fans do you have? Not a good metric. I want to know how much money there is in the bank. Then I want to say again, what went right, what had to happen in order to get that money in the bank when somebody said yes, and all of the pieces along the way, those little touch points, you say, well, they did this, and then they did the next thing. They, they did friend us on Facebook, and then they did come to our website, and then they did go to certain pages, and they didn't end up in any of those things. Okay, and then they did end up with stuff in their bucket, and they did put things into our bank account. When you know those things, then you say, oh, yeah, okay, Facebook fans, apparently that's a metric. We didn't realize it, but anybody who's ever bought from us, it somehow funded us from Facebook. Who knew? Right? That's figuring out your metrics. You've got to figure out what you're going to judge success by, and they better be very, very few. What That's puts right. money in the bank? All right. Yep. Collecting and the, the data. What, what Med, Mud uh, describes metrics is a mind mirror that uh, it, it, you can validate your decisions based on the metrics, um, which makes all kinds of sense to to me and to you. Yeah, so now you've got all that in place. Now you're going to collect your data. Mm-hmm. Um, but refer back to the point above about drivers. You know, it's, it's not just collecting this fire hose of data. You need to sort it into the buckets so that you can analyze each bucket and understand how they are related. Mm-hmm. And most important, you have to aggressively question the validity of your data. Just because it's data doesn't mean it's necessarily valid. You you mentioned the Facebook likes. I mean, that's a favorite. I mean, awful lot of social media marketing campaigns just count the likes. Um, it was like hits. Remember hits on the websites? That's you know, right. ages ago. Up. Well, it seemed yeah. to make sense, but it's what we call specious logic or specious information, right? Very thin. And specious also means not just that it's thin, but that it um, it deludes you, right? It appears to be something, but it is not really so. Exactly. All right. So uh, collecting the data, right? Um, first of all, you need to make sure that your process of the collection of data makes some sense, that it doesn't overload your people, that you're not asking folks to, you know, complete far too much uh, because reporting itself takes time. So you need to know the cost of your data. Well, how much man hour is, you know, how many man hours is this going to um, take up of your daily work hours of all of your staff, right? The second thing you need to know around data, I would agree with Anne around the, uh, you know, the validity of it. And in our world, again, it, it is about these silly things that we might have um, around social media metrics and so on. You want to know whether people uh, joined groups or signed up for this or whatever it was because you incentivized them with something else, it's like, well, they, they really wouldn't care which button they hit. They just wanted a free coupon, you know, those kinds of things. So make sure you understand the motivation behind uh, an action, and then you can track the action. In our world, that's about validity of data. Of course, in Mud's world, the validity of data had to do with, well, is this a trustworthy source that's telling us about the movement of a terrorist cell? I mean, those things are really life and death and quite different. Just make sure your data is clean. Yep. And we need to take a break now, and then we'll come back for number five, the look for what's missing, because this is one of my favorites. So we'll be right back. 
More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, and I'm here with my partner, Ann Kennedy. We're talking about how to make hard decisions. We've gone through kind of one through four on Mud's list, and we hope you'll stop by at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. You'll find links to this uh, uh, book and uh, to articles around it and so on. Very valuable information because the buck stops at your desk if you're a CEO. Even if you're not a CEO and you're just managing a group of people, again, this is critical information. It makes you better at it. It enables you to manage larger groups and larger amounts of information. You'll know whether your data is any good. You'll know whether you're making a decision that makes any sense. And you'll know even whether this is a decision worth making or whether you can farm it out to somebody else. All right, Anne, let's go for number five. It's a look for what's missing. Why is that so important? Well, it's, I, I mentioned the SAT, you know, the old question, what doesn't belong? Um, Mud says, to make complex decisions, you have to assume flaws in the process and look for errors. And this, this gave me some thought. And so I'm really glad that he provided three common stumbling blocks. And as you listen to them, I'm sure you will recall times that you have come across these yourself. The first stumbling block is what he calls an availability bias. Uh, because you, and that's where you instinctively rely on what you already know or what has been most recently in the news that, that clouds your judgment. So you need to be aware of that you, we all have an availability bias and you have to 
put that aside and think outside that. So wait, is availability simply um, that you look at the data that you do have available and so you just concentrate on that? Or is it also that the buzz around you somehow, and that's not necessarily the national news or something, but the buzz around you from the people that you hang out with is that everybody's talking about specific subjects, trends, whatever it is. And so it's just all around you and you have a bias to what you hear more of. Exactly. That is exactly right. And you need to be a, a, a wary of that bias and All aware right. of it and then wary. Okay. So related is the halo effect. I'm sure I know many who have been there where you write off negative characteristics of something because you're mesmerized by the positive ones. Oh, hell, that's like dating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so like dating. <laughs> right. Then you upgrade from dating 4.0 to marriage 1.0 and you find all of the flaws. Yep. Okay, yep. got it. Okay. Uh, so don't be all starry-eyed, you know, and in love with your, your uh, data. <laughs> you <know>? All right. <laughs> look look underneath the, the surface. Um, and the last one I had a lot of trouble with, and you'll see why in a moment. And he said that another stumbling block is intuitive versus analytic methodologies. And he says that when you go with your gut, that that can be a stumbling block. Now, the reason I have trouble with that is because being an intuitive, according to my Myers-Briggs, um, I have found that my gut gives me good decisions, but he's saying not necessarily. In fact, he said that uh, uh, he, Mud hates intuition, it's dangerous, and it makes him, him nervous. On the other hand, look at the world that he works in. I mean, it's right. dangerous all, and makes me nervous. Right. I was going to say there are certain situations in which you can trust your gut. Right, And that would have to do with whether or not you feel you can trust a business partner or something. But you can only do that so far. You're going to have to go out and get information around that business partner, a potential business partner, to find out whether it's just such a slick presentation that you are lulled into thinking this is an honest and good potential business partner. There is this bit about, well, you get this gut feeling, and then you have to go validate it. And I can understand that certainly in the world of terrorism, right? That the gut feeling in the world of terrorism, there's life and death hanging on the line at every turn, every day. So, yes, I can understand why it would make him feel nervous. Um, so what does he suggest instead? And how would you do that double check on your gut feeling? The process he outlined, ask the right questions, identify your drivers, set your metrics, and collect your data. And you and, and focus on that. I was uh, laughing inside with what you just said about you know the the shiny outside because back, like, let's look at that dating analogy again. We've had startups where the CEO suffered from this, if you will, excessive intuition. Right, and, and would establish relationships with people whom he felt uh, were genuinely interested in his progress, his process, his company, etc., etc., and actually they were not. They were in it for their own self-aggrandizement and mm -hmm. for what they believed they could bleed from this very quickly growing company. Have seen right? that and many in times. The end, yeah, and, and by the way, the price for that is the company languished for several months, I mean, close to, I guess, a year because it took a long time to clean up the mess of having all these, if you will, hangers-on put their claws into the CEO who was an unseasoned CEO. CEO got much better at it and recognizes claws when he sees them now. 
right? But until you do, your intuition is essentially lying to you. It's not giving you the right gut uh, response. So you've got to get good at your gut. And I think that the, uh, the, the bottom line of all of this um, is that complex and hard decisions call for a more nuanced analysis, you know, beyond your gut. It's unfortunate that we're out of time. I'd like to give one more plug for the book because I think it has a lot that our, our CEOs can learn from. It's Philip Mudd called The Head Game, High Efficiency Analytic Decision Making and the Art of Solving Complex Problems Quickly. Uh, this has been Ann Kennedy with my partner, Jillian Music. Uh, that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. And you can find links and more on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. I'm going to say cheerio, Jillian, till next week. Thank you. And you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at OutlinesVenture.com. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.